this is Offhand with Stephen and Lydia. I'm Stephen. And I'm Lydia. We are coming to you today from one of our favorite locations. Yes. Yes. We are on location as we were last week and the week before. And um, we are giving a shout out to the day campers and the staff of Pleasant Valley Bible Camp, which is where we are. That's right. In East Jordan, Michigan. How about that rain this morning? Yes. And it was kind of chilly. And cold. Well, that's what (laughs) chilly is, isn't it? (laughs) I wasn't referring to the kind you eat. You're right. And it was raining chilly, and and it was kind of messy. I don't know where my brain was. But it tasted good. (laughs) So, yeah, it was kind of cold. Oh, that's 55 degrees. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. That doesn't mean a whole lot to me. It doesn't? No. I mean, do you know what, like, your favorite temperature is? No, I don't. I just know that summer usually feels real good. Summer usually means, like, in the 80s. So. I suppose you're right. For it to be 55, just, that's unusual. (laughs) It's a a little chilly. Because depending on the time of year, 55 could feel really nice. Yes, like, like when you've just been in, in the winter, like fifty below. Oh man, let's not go there. Let's just move on. I'm not <laughs> I don't want to. Sure I don't want to get stuck in that rut. <laughs> anyway, so yes, hello everyone who may have been at camp, and if you weren't, we're glad you joined us too for this podcast. Yes, we want to tell some jokes. Yes, to you. Yes, so here it goes. And it goes like this. What belongs to you, but others use more? Oh, I don't know what. Your name. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Although it's not really that funny, but it's really true, actually. I love a good joke. your nose be 12 inches long because then it would be a foot <laughs> you're right that way and that would look weird <laughs> If you're new from Pleasant Valley. We're sorry that joke <laughs> sounded like that, but... but... You know how they're supposed to sound. It's right. Um, so welcome if you're a new puppet podster. And Usually not, it sounds better. Welcome back. Um, today, in honor of the holiday coming up this weekend... Which is... The 4th of July, Independence Day. Oh, so fun. We are going to have a little radio drama. Oh. We yeah. are going to do... Um, our imagining of the true story of Francis Scott Key. Yes. And I am going to play the part of Francis. Yes, you are. 
So don't mess it oh, up. I'm, I'll try don't not be nervous. to. I'll try not to. Okay. So we're going to have a couple of our puppet friends join us. Yep. And they are all going to do this for us. And it will be wonderful. And um, it is... We it's should mention set, that it's the war. Yes, it's set in the War of, of 1812. 1812. Which is quite a few years after the Declaration of Independence was signed. Yes, after America already had We were already a country. Freedom. Yes. We were already a nation. We were free. We were a nation, a free nation. and um, But, you know... The British wanted us back. Yeah, and we said, so, no, sorry. And we said, huh. So we fought them, and this is the story. Well, one of, I'm sure there are many stories about that war, but this is um, a very important one. Yeah. To um, Americans. And you're going to hear it now. I can't believe it, Skinner. I just can't believe it. Here we are, prisoners on a British ship, helpless, forced to watch the ships attack our own fort. Oh, cruel fate. You're not kidding, Francis. The city of Baltimore is about to be invaded, and they don't even know it. We've got to warn them somehow. Oh, let me think. I could try to swim to shore. No, no, or... you'd never make it, Frank. The guard has orders to shoot. Skinner, I've told you a thousand times, not Frank, not Frankie, Francis. Whatever you say, Franny. Ugh. Oh, dear, I'm not even sure of how many soldiers we have in Baltimore. I believe only a few regular soldiers, but a lot of citizens who have taken up arms. Of course they have arms. All people have arms. No, I mean that the ordinary citizens have armed themselves with weapons to defend themselves and their city against the British. Ooh. I just wish there was something we could do to warn them. It sure is hard to keep my self-control in this situation. Look! Look out the portal! Look, the ships are forming a half circle around Fort McHenry. Oh, yeah. The fort is doomed. Uh, I might just try to swim there myself. Guard or no guard, I don't know if I can stand it anymore. No, Skinner, you were right. The guard would just shoot you. We must use self-control. Ugh, but it is frustrating. All my life, I've wanted to do something important for my country. And here I am, stuck on this ship, watching. But, Francis, you have done important things. As odd as it sounds, just think of all the good you've done since you became a lawyer. Think of all the innocent people you've protected by helping them receive a fair trial. That's just part of my job, Skinner. Our Constitution guarantees a fair trial by jury to all citizens. Mm. My job is to represent each case fairly. Oh, yeah? Well, what about your work with the slaves? That certainly is not a part of your job. In fact, I know that most of your colleagues disagree with you in your endeavor to provide slaves with education and Sunday schools. Well, my mother is responsible for teaching me that God loves everyone, no matter the color of their skin. She taught my sister Anne and I that Jesus Christ died for all mankind because we are all sinners. It doesn't matter who we are. God wants us to accept his gift of salvation. But that doesn't mean you have to risk your reputation to work with slaves. Let the preachers do that. Isn't that their job? In John eight twelve, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus didn't leave difficult jobs to someone else. He did them himself. 
If I'm to follow him, I'm to do as he has done. But some jobs are hard, and some are no fun, and some are yucky. But if Jesus wants us to do it, we need to do it. What about cleaning my room? Uh, yep, gotta do it. What about washing the dishes that are covered in gravy and little bits of meat and leftover green gelatin? That's nasty, but... Yeah, yeah, we gotta do that. What about changing a baby's yucky, icky, stinky, rancid, putrid, P.U.A. dirty diapers? Uh, yep, even need to do that. Wow, some jobs sure are hard. But Jesus said in Matthew 5.16, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Is that why you took the hard job of coming to this ship to rescue Dr. Beans? Yes, in part. Of course, Dr. Beans has been my friend for a long time, too. He's done nothing to deserve the treatment that the British Major General Ross has given him. In fact, there were many British officers who were willing to speak in defense of all the times that Dr. Beans has treated them as friends and not enemies. He's been living out Matthew 5.16, too. Ooh, that makes me so mad. I would like to take that Major General Ross by his fancy lapels, and then I would take you. No, him- no, Skinner. Major General Ross just didn't like it when I arrested some of the British soldiers. Ah, but what else could you do, Dr. Beans? The soldiers were harming innocent people and breaking into their homes to steal their stuff. Well, I suppose that a government that tells its sailors to kidnap seamen off of our ships wouldn't see anything wrong with the soldiers taking advantage of the common citizenry. Well, at least they said they would release you, Dr. Bees. Yeah. I just wish they would let us all go. Then we could do something. But that's exactly why they won't let us go. They know that we've seen enough to warn Fort McHenry that they're getting ready to attack. Uh. They also know that not one of us would keep news like that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We'd leak that information faster than a rowboat made of cheesecloth. But- But, well, I'm thankful for the both of you coming to rescue me. No problem. You, Francis, as a lawyer, and you, Colonel John Skinner, as a knowledgeable person in prisoner transfers. Mm -hmm. It was especially smart of you to gather all those kind letters from the wounded British soldiers that I hoped. (laughs) Well, they didn't make me a U.S. agent for prisoner exchange for nothing. But really, Dr. Beans, it was you glorifying God in your good works. You helping your enemies. That the British Major General saw in all those letters, that's why he's going to let you go. But now what are we going to do? I feel so helpless. Is it hopeless? No. We have fought too hard and paid too high a price to give up now. But there's nothing we can do. Yes, there is. We can pray that the God who helped form this nation will preserve it. Yes, let us pray. What is that? Sound of battle. Oh. Oh, what do you think they will do if they defeat the fort in Baltimore, Colonel Skinner? They'll take those 9,000 troops and march. Then their ships will sail up the coast and join the troops in Canada, take the Great Lakes, and we'll be finished. They won't take Fort McHenry. They can't. Look, Colonel, out the portal, it's getting dark, Mm. but I can see the flag is still flying above the fort. Mm. Oh, it it looks like a shell has just torn through it, but it's still flying. Let's keep praying that it will stay there. Yes, let's pray. I I don't hear anything. Stop. It's hard to see. The sun is just coming up. 
Is the flag still there? Not likely. Not after all the bombing. Wait, I see something. What? The, the flag is being lowered. Oh, oh, no. We've lost the fort. Oh, may God help our country. No, wait. They're raising another one. What, and, what it's, it? and it's not the British flag. It's our flag. Just a bigger one. Oh, thank God the flag is still there. It's a miracle. That fort is like our faith, and the flag is like our good works. When our faith is under attack, and the bombs of persecution burst and glare red, we should raise an even bigger flag of good works to glorify God. First Peter 1 Peter 1.7 So that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, well said, Dr. Beans. Oh, I had to write something down. Hmm. Uh, what, what have I got to write on? Oh, here's a, uh, uh, oh, just, an envelope. An, yeah, an old envelope. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Mm -hmm. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. And that is the story of how we got our national anthem. You know, the one that you hear at ball games and the parades and stuff. And, and the Olympics. The Olympics, yes. Our national anthem is very important. And in the 4th of July is when we celebrate our freedom as a country, which we can only have because brave men fought for it. Yes. And uh, that puts me in mind of our verse of the day. Yes. Would you like me to read it? I would love that. Oh, right. It's John eight thirty six. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And of course, this isn't talking about, you know, our country freedom or physical freedom like that. It's talking about our freedom from sin. And the person who fought for that was Jesus Christ when he died on the cross. Right. He's the sun in that verse. Yes. The, and we the are son free of God. If you were at Pleasant Valley, we would love to hear from you. And since we gave you a shout out, I think you should shout out back to us. Yes. Or and if you us. do something really fun with your friends or family for the 4th of July, yep. you could just tell us how great of a day you had. Yeah, you could email us. Or if you're on Twitter, you could tweet us a picture of your 4th of July weekend. Or maybe some fireworks. That would be cool, too. And we will look at that, and I'm not sure what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah. I what, think... What are we doing? I think I'm going to go to a parade. I think maybe I will, too. That it'll sounds be, like fun. It'll be fun. Did we actually say the email address, or we kind of like um, not yet. over that? All right. <clears throat> so, if you want to email us, our email is stephenlydiasing at yahoo.com, and you can tweet us at stephenlydia, or you can visit our website to see where we're going to be next or find the podcast there 
for um, any information that you might need to know about us. Yes, and that's or our ministry that we're with. That's g h h i n c dot o r g. Right. That is all we have for you today. Tune in next week for we don't know what yet, but we will think of something, and it will be new for you. This has been Offhand with Stephen and Lydia, a production of God's Helping Hands.